And we are live. I'm here with Levi Steedman. Levi, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt there'll be many people joining us live at this time in the morning, but I'm sure we'll get a few views later on. If anyone is watching, feel free to drop Levi a question. But I really wanted to speak to you. You're one of the people that like I've been so looking forward to coming back and, and seeing what you've been doing in the gym. By the time this fight comes around, you're going to have been out of the cage for a year and five months, which for someone like you must just be horrendous. It's crazy, to be honest. Um, it, it does feel longer. Like, but then, like I said, a lot of people said to me, like, once I got the fight confirmed, I was like, oh my God, you got a fight after so long. But I'm kind of happy it's happened like this. Um, it's all, almost been like a blessing in disguise because I've had, you know, a year and five months to get better, which I think I definitely needed. Um, yeah. So it should be it should be a good one, I think. And at the beginning of the first proper lockdown, I could see you were kind of going mad not being able to train and you had your heavy bag at home and you were like elbowing in the living room, in the kitchen, just doing what you can. I think it was... It, that was just more out of frustration, I think, because um, after my last fight, my coach basically said, you know, we can, if you want to go pro, we'll, you know, we'll do that. And then obviously we'll work towards that. So I had that idea in my head that I was going to fight pro that year. And literally, I think it was about three weeks after that fight, everything got shut down. So I was like, I, I was just in a bit of a weird limbo situation. I was thinking, yeah. I've obviously got to carry on training, but what my, you know, I've got this idea in my head and then I was thinking when I come back I'm going to have to start all over again you know do a couple more amateur fights but luckily um after a certain amount of time you know we've got clearance for pro fighters to train so I've not I've literally not stopped since then which is good. So when were you allowed back in the gym like you've been training for a long while now right? Yeah I can't remember the exact date it wasn't oh, I can't it, was remember. Quite, it was quite far after the the first lockdown um, and I think eventually people realised that they could get, you know, like special clearance for like a bubble of people. Um, and luckily we do have some small guys at my gym who, who are pro fighters. So we kind of just kept it quite small and, um, you know, as safe as you, you possibly could be. Yeah. So, so we, we've been training and, and I'm still, I don't feel like I've you know, missed a beat at all. I feel like I've actually got, you know, it's quite cliche, isn't it? People go, you know, when they skip from amateur to pro and they go, oh, I've, I've, you know, I've got better tenfold, but... I literally have because there's, there's nothing I could do apart from train and get better. Yeah. There's, no, there's no fights or anything like that. So it's been it's been really good. Quite a weird experience, but obviously, hopefully we're getting to the, the end of it. So yeah. yeah. And talking about those small bubbles, like a lot of fighters have told me that they're getting kind of even more specialist, like specialized treatment because there's there's less other people in the gym. So it, they're getting they feel like they're getting better at a faster rate than normal even. Yeah, it's like you're kind of condensing everything down because you're only with, like, for example, me being fresh from, like, the amateur scene into the professional scene, I, I, I obviously trained with all the, 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 the pro guys anyway, but, like, my main training partners were, like, Abdul Chowdhury and Jake Bond, who obviously have a amateur, a extensive amateur and pro careers. So I could all I could do was just learn off those guys, and that was, like, the best thing, you know, possible really because like say if, if you had a, a full mat of guys I, I could end up partnered with Abdul, I could end up partnered with Jake but then I might end up with another, another amateur guy yeah that would mean I'm not learning but it's like you literally got that one-to-one -one, you know um experience basically with, with pro fighters and you 
you can only get better really with that type of that type of training yeah and I want to talk about this fight because I'm I'm really excited for it and I've said it to you and I've said it on Facebook you don't normally see fighters taking such big risks like early on in their pro career everyone wants to protect the eye and throughout your amateur career you fought anyone and anyone who goes to IMAF is saying they'll fight anyone because you really don't know who you're going to get partnered against and so you're fighting Megan Morris. Um, this this is just one of the fights that makes me so excited and just so pleased to have watched both of you like come through your amateur career and now you're breaking onto the pro scene. Tell me what you like about the fight. I like. I mean, to be fair, I really like it. I think it's a good fight. I I've actually asked for this fight loads of times, um, and it's it's always kind of fell through. Like I think. I think like my third or fourth amateur fight was actually scheduled to fight Megan. And it's funny because I do have evidence of this because my nana is like the biggest MMA fan. And <laughs> every, time, like, every time I get a um, you know a fight booked or anything, she'll write it in a calendar. And she's still got the calendar that says Levi versus Megan Morris, like on whatever date. And then the date it got cancelled because she just likes to kind of keep up with everything like that. And it makes me laugh because it's like, all roads kind of led to this one um, yeah so it's an interesting fight obviously on paper it looks good as well because she's you know she's had an extensive amateur career and you know she went to IMAF I went to IMAF um she was obviously a bit more successful than me but she I think she was doing junior at the time I was over 21 when I when I started on IMAF uh, but it's not IMAF is it now so you know yeah. it should be I think it's a very good fight and I think a lot of other people do as well so it's it's quite interesting to see you know what's what's going to happen. I hope it gets to the to the fight as well. I hope there's no you know cancellations or any pullouts. But you know I'm definitely going to be there. So yeah, and it's on Anarchy Fight Series, which I don't know anything about to be honest with you. What what is the promotion like? Who's behind it? I think it's brand new. Um, okay. So Rob Friedman. Um, I think he's is he the Blackburn Presidents coach. Um, and Aaron, is it Aaron Wood, Woodward? They used to do UK fighting championships, I think. Right, uh, okay. But they were partnered in that, I'm not too sure. And then they've gone off on their own and they've started this this new show. I don't know too much about it. Um, but yeah, it's brand new. It'll be the first show, you know, hopefully they put us as main event. That'd be good. I'd like that. That would be really good. I, I was going to say, I haven't seen any other fight announcements from the show. So I was wondering if you knew any other matchups on it. It's a, a banger, the, the first one I've seen. Yeah, I think they've, they've announced a couple of amateur, like, you know, like debutants fights. Um, and then obviously our, our pro debut, but I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of time, isn't there, until the, I think it's two months today, exactly two months today. So um, they're probably going to be announcing fights, you know, in the coming weeks and things like that. And then yeah. these tickets as well, so must must be having a crowd, which is good. Excellent. How do you feel to to get back and and fight in front of people? You must be buzzing for it. Yeah, um, but I'm not really. But I'm I'm honestly not that bothered about it because, like, I've been to fights. I've had fights where I've had no one there. I've had fights where I've had two people there. You know, twenty people. There, you know, different. So it's it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not really that bothered because. I don't really hear it. The only time you really hear it is when you're just about to walk out. And then, you know, Matt and my coach has always said, like, switch on, only listen to what I'm saying. And then you, you kind of do. You end up like tunnel vision. Um, I'm sure you've, you know, you've had a fight, fights before, haven't you? So you know that you, you're just listening to that one thing. 
So crowds don't really bother me, to be honest. And I feel like I'll probably be the away fighter because I think Megan's actually, I don't, I don't think she's from Blackburn, but I think she used to, she used to train at Blackburn Predators. Um, so she'll probably have a big following there, but I'd prefer that. Like I actually get a little bit, you know, I get more riled up like when um, they've got a big crowd. So I think the last time I was in Birmingham, no, Wolverhampton, I think it was, or Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham Cage Warriors. Um, I brought three people with me and I was against um, Danielle Hook. Is it Danielle Hook? I can't remember her name, sorry. And um, she was undefeated at the time and she had like a massive following there because that's where she was from. Yeah. Like a real massive crowd. And then, you know, I won because I just fed off that that energy, which was pretty cool. So I don't mind either way. Crowd or no crowd, whatever. <laughs> I don't I mind. Was, yeah, I was going to say, would you have liked the experience of fighting just like with just your corners there? Um, I, I feel like that would be a good thing to experience as a one-off. IMAF is, is a little bit like that. Like, sometimes it depends when you're fighting so like the first couple of days of the the tournament obviously everyone's there because they're buzzing about the competition and people are screaming and shouting but then eventually once people start fighting they're not at the the arena they're more chilling at home waiting for the next day and stuff like that and i've i've fought where you can't really hear that many people and it's just kind of i think i'm i'm a really good experience because you don't know who you're fighting until the day you've got your corner sometimes you've not even got my corner wasn't any of my coaches it was just the people. Oh, that really? Was, yeah. So I, I had Danny Mitchell um, and Alex um, Snedden from, uh, is it Headhunters in Scotland? Not Two, a bad corner anyway. <laughs> really good corner, but they didn't know anything about me. It was just more like, it was kind yeah. of learning, learning on the job. And um, so, yeah, that all those like weird experiences kind of, you know, it doesn't, it, it kind of um, gives you that confidence that you're not really bothered. You know, on the day, and actually, when when um, the fight happens, I actually will have my head coach there. I've got Abdul Chowdhury. Abdul's one of my coaches anyway. He knows me probably more than anybody. Um, but Matt's not actually there, so that's again that hasn't doesn't phase me to be honest, because you know he's going to be there every day of my prep for this fight. It doesn't have yeah. to be there on the day. You know, I've still got familiar you know faces and voices, so that's all I need really. So that's Matt Inman for for anyone who doesn't know that that's your head coach. So has he got he's is he cornering somebody else already that day? What where is he? I think he's he's um on his stag do. Oh <laughs> I mean it's not like he's you know it's more important or anything, but he, he hasn't he hasn't arranged it. So like, you know, he's had to go in it's kind of, you know, he has to go, it's his stag do. He can't exactly go, you guys go without me. So <laughs> But there's, there's been times, you know, with plenty of other fighters where he's had to be somewhere else and, yeah. you know, some things happen, you know, it could be one day that he might, you know, be unwell one day and can't go, you know, things happen, don't they? So, you know, it, that'll be a good experience as well just to, and it, it kind of, that helps me a little bit because I kind of obviously want to win for myself, but I want to, you know, make him proud as well, even though yeah. he's not like, so, yeah, it's a win-win. I think, I think you're right and I think the more different experiences that you can pick up along the way you don't want the first time he's not in your corner to be in a UFC fight where suddenly you're like no he's been here every time I've won and I, I'm not happy with this and you know what what's the word when um you just like you like this weird you know you just love a routine um so yeah. I'm not like that as well like I, I don't I, I had a sports psychologist and it's like you can only control 
what you can control and then if you yeah. start panicking about other stuff then it's just going to go downhill from there and you know that's what I've, I've learned that so much now and stuff doesn't bother me anymore because I'm like right well I can't control that what am I going to cry about that for so my mindset is like so much different now and um, I just feel like a completely different person which is it always sounds really cliche until you actually feel it and then you think I understand why you know the fighters go oh, I'm a different breed this time but yeah it's true it, it does happen it's like a, it's like a click it's like a little it's like a switch and I've, I've noticed that like I said um a couple of weeks ago to somebody at the gym I was like if I had my pro fight when I thought I was having a pro fight it would be nowhere near as good as now so I'm wow. like, like so happy that that it's that it's happening now so so you feel like you destroy the Levi of a year and a half ago yeah the, she just like when I watch myself, I think, God, I'm, I'm like, I'm rushing. Uh, the skill, the skills there, the, the the fight IQ's there, but I'm rushing to like get the finish. I mean, pro rules is going to be so much better for me because I've got more time to do what I want to do. Like in amateur, you've got three minutes. You're like, shit. First minute, you're thinking, I need to get in there. Or the first minute, like a couple of my fights, I'm just kind of pinned against the wall, falling asleep like an idiot because sometimes like I, I need a bit of a kick up the ass to go but we worked on that and then that was more of a preparation thing uh, mentally right. um because when I was in the back I would never want to hit pads hard I would kind of just want to preserve my energy but Matt was like you are not going to get gassed out by hitting the pads hard before you fight like don't be stupid and I, I remember watching Cowboy Cerrone say the same thing but he was like he he, he didn't want to hit the pads hard in the back and like the, I had a fear of that <laughs> yeah and then in turn, that doesn't kick your fight off lighting. So, like, when I started fights, I was kind of, you know, take moving around, moving around, and then eventually I would wake up, and then that's when, you know, I would I would get the finish or I would, I would you know, switch on massively. Um, yeah. But now I've worked on that, and I know that I just need to kickstart, and then I'll be, you know, fresh to go straight away. Um, I sparred, like, full three five-minute rounds with, uh, you know, Joanne Doyle. Yeah. In the, in the cage, and... You know that was good it felt fresh I felt like you know after 15 minutes I was fine and then we did loads of wall work and loads of like wrestling after that so it, it's like a good it's a good pace for me pro so I'm actually yeah. really I think you need you know that confidence of knowing that that you can do it and and you can get through it and like you say hitting those pads in the beginning like yeah. My fear was I didn't have a gas tank, so I very well could have been using up my energy in the back room. Yeah, and I think now, I think the confidence is instilled more because I've actually worked loads on, on my cardio. Like a, I bought a bike during lockdown and I've absolutely been tanning the bike, you know, doing a bit of, not loads of running because I don't like it, um, but like different stuff and pads, bag, bag work, all the different drills and stuff. And, you know, I feel like in training, I used to be oh, a bit gas thinking, shit, we've got half an hour left, like we've got wall work or we've got, you know, five MMA um, grappling rounds. But now at the end of the training, I'm like buzzing and got loads of energy still. Um, so it's like I am definitely transitioning over to being like a pro athlete and it's it's quite exciting, actually. I, I just can't wait now. <laughs> you mentioned Joe Doyle there. That's another pro debut that I'm really, really excited for. Another great matchup. She's fighting Ivana Siric. Uh, that one's going to be amazing as well. So yeah. you two getting in training together really makes me excited. Like that's that's brilliant. What's it like training with her? It's good. It's it's um it's a weird experience at the same time for me because I don't have any female training partners. I've, I've never, well, I have for different 
separate martial arts, obviously, like yeah. and things like that. And I did have um, a girl called Latifa who um, she had a baby now, so she's obviously a mom and she's she's looking after a baby. Um, but I only ever really spar men, so yeah. it was a bit weird for me to actually spar a woman. But it was good because it's like sometimes I forget that I actually am a girl yeah. <laughs> when I'm in the gym and I'm like, and then. I find that I'll end up taking it easy on, on girls and I think, why am I doing that? Like, that's such a stupid thing. Like, You've got a male mentality that you don't want to hurt them. Because <laughs> then I think to myself, if somebody went easy on me, I'd go mad. I'd yeah. Like, You're going easy on me because I'm a girl. But then I end up finding that I do that with girls and I think, what an idiot. Like, why am I doing that? But I think it truly is because I'm with men all the time and I just end up, you end up thinking that you are one. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> it's such a weird mentality, but... Um, yeah, it was it was good training with Joel. Um, she is like a she's a bigger flyweight, so that's kind of good because obviously it's no secret that you know Megan's bigger than me. I'm not a big flyweight. Yeah, she fought at Bantam before yeah. Megan, so this fight is at flyweight, but you'd expect her to have a bit of a size advantage going into this fight. I don't even think she's not. I don't think she's taller than me, and I don't even think she's broader than me. I, I think she's got like bigger like legs because um, some people hold the weight differently don't they like I'm, yeah. I've got quite a long torso believe it or not like I've got like a, <laughs> I've got small legs and then like a really long body so I haven't noticed that about you I'm gonna have to go back and look at a full-length photo now <laughs> like my, my obliques are like down here and then like my neck's up here so it's just fucking it's just <laughs> so like I'm a proper weird shape so that's why like I'm neither strawweight or flyweight I'm kind of just I can be bigger like I was not that long ago I was 65 kilo and you know I've, I've not really been 65 kilo ever really um, yeah 65 kilo like muscular not fat so yeah. so that that again that's another thing that's installed confidence in me is that I'm stronger now I'm bigger you know I, I can I know how to how to lose weight I know how to cut weight um but I do believe She's she's got a lot more weight to cut than me, and I, I think that's an advantage. To be honest, I, I don't I don't want to cut loads of weight. To be honest, I, I, when I cut weight for for IMAF, I think those two performances, although I truly do believe I won both of them, I lost a split decision in, in both of them. Yeah, uh, I, I think I was like that was the worst performances I've ever had because I was walking about was supposed to be fifty six point seven kilos, but I ended up having to pretty much starve myself because I didn't know what I weighed because none of the scales would work. Um, apart from the official ones and obviously if you stand on the official scales and you're off yeah. you can't fight so I ended up 55 kilo walking around and I was basically like a little drained skeleton and it was like yeah. I couldn't the, the last thing I wanted to do when I was that weight was fight <laughs> so yeah. considering the performances that I did at that, that weight now I just feel great that I can you know eat good train and weigh in when I need to. And, and they're same day weigh-ins, aren't they? Or they're, they're literally like could be an hour before your fight. Yeah, and that was the thing with, with IMAF is obviously you, you, you weigh in and then you're kind of just thrown into a room and then that's it. You like you don't get told when you're on because it could be anything is like four cages on at once. The runners kind of don't really know what's going on. Um, That's so hard to know when to eat, when to drink, when to warm up, when to like. I do, I think the kind of the unknowns and the uncertainty around IMAF is great because you're never going to be in such an unknown situation again. So it's making you deal with it. But it was, the downside is you haven't got a clue what's going on. 
I did, just had such bad experiences with IMAF. Like it's good, but it's just so crazy. Like I um I remember having a drink before before my fight, I had all my kit on, and I was like, my God, I'm dying for a wee. Like, where's the toilets? There was no toilets. I couldn't find one. And I ended up finding like this little, it was like a janitor's cupboard and all these different things. And I needed a toilet. And I was like, yes. So then I opened the door, no lock, and there was no light. I was like, fucking hell, how am I supposed to have a wee? So then I had to like put my foot like on the door somehow or my hand it was pitch black and I was like I cannot see a thing and I had to like keep the the door ajar so I could see what I was doing and I thought I should need to deal with this shit before I you know before I go in and have a fight with a random person but <laughs> I remember looking at myself and then I and then eventually I found a toilet that I had like it was like a disabled toilet and a big mirror in it mirror and I was like looking at myself like sort your shit out <laughs> like you're gonna go and I was like talking to myself in the mirror going you need to like wake up because I just felt so drained like I had a rash guard on and it was barely even tight I was that small I thought I can't wait to like bulk back up again yeah and so yeah they, they're the experiences that you know it kind of it adds adds to your character and personality I think as a fighter and you kind of and get just having to deal with that situation you know like if you go through and this is what I think about fighting on different promotions and different shows as well like if you always get changed in the same changing room and warm up on in the same room and wear the same kit and do the going back to your thing about the superstitions and like you always put your left like wrap on first or whatever like you're setting yourself up for a freak out the day that it doesn't go like that and I think going to IMAF and having that mad experience where you you don't feel like you've got your your preparation right but you've got to do it anyway and you got through it and and you performed and you know you didn't get the decision but like you know it will never get that bad again <laughs> and it's it's one of them things where it's just it is these experiences that that help you and I think a lot of people these days take amateur um amateur fighting like not not that it shouldn't be professional but they think that they need to have this perfect record and that you know they can't ever come up against a challenge you need to look perfect in order to become a professional but I would rather make those weird like mad mistakes and have these weird experiences then than yeah. it now and then be like this totally naive person that thinks everything goes right because no fight show goes right you know, there's, there's always something that goes wrong or someone doesn't turn up or, you know, something happens. And like I say, I think people, more amateurs need to go through that and have that like bit of an extensive career before they go into the pro career because then yeah. it, it, does, it won't phase them then. Because I think people are shit scared, like you say, to, to have hard fights at pro at, at the start. Yeah. But I don't blame them at the same time because, you know, people aren't looking at who you fought. They're just looking at your record, aren't they? Like, Oh, that guy's five and oh, whoa, he's really good, but he might have fought five shit people who fell over for him. Yeah, I think records, I think most people within MMA realize that that's the case. And, you know, even when you see someone's record, the first thing you do is go on topology and see who they fall. And I do that. Know, <laughs> yeah, because, like you say, five and oh, if they're all cans, is, is you know, good. not worth not worth one real fight. Yeah, and they could be good as well. Like they could be really good, and um, you know that's that's not aimed at one specific person because it's happening often now, like very often. But like yeah. I said, I think it's more with the, the guys because I think it's very hard for guys these days to get into the UFC and they think that you know Dana's looking for this perfect record, which which he is. 
kind of. Um, but, you know, you need these tough fights because, you know, imagine if I went and fought loads of people who aren't very good and then I get signed to the UFC and I fight somebody who's half decent and get my ass handed to me straight away because I think it's going to be easy and it's not, you know, I'd rather have tough fights. And, you know, like, people remember tough fights as well. Like, yeah. Mason Jones is his debut on the UFC. He lost yeah. That was one of the best fights I've ever seen. And if people remember that. It's not like, oh, shit, he, he lost. He, he put on a, an amazing performance. And, he's, you know, he's still signed. Dana wants him to fight. He's, he's actually got another fight, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think it's coming up. It's either in June or July. Yeah, he's, he's uh, fighting against yeah, him. So people know he's, you know, he's a savage. And that's what, I think that's what fighting's about. It's entertainment, isn't it? You know, I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to go and watch a fight where the guy or the girl or whoever falls over after getting hit a couple of times. I want to see a proper, you know, everyone wants to see a good scrap, don't they? So yeah. that's, that's exactly what I try and I try and bring into my fights is make it, you know, interesting. And, um, and, and both you girls prove that girls can have an extensive amateur career as well, because I know um, a lot of girls find it difficult to, to get matched up. And, and it is it is harder. There's less of you. And when fights fall through, there's... It's more difficult to to get replacement, so you know they, they do fall through more often. But you were six and four as an amateur. Megan's eight and four. I know you've both been to IMF, so that's a, a few fights there on your record. But it is possible for girls to get the experience before they turn pro. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's good. I think it's it's a good fight. I think it's probably better than me, you know, flying in somebody European and fighting a you know random person i think it's a little bit more especially for for uk mma like i think i wouldn't say you know we're well known or whatever but we are known within the, the i MMA. think you are on yeah on the uk scene you're well known and like you say if you flew in somebody european she could be just as good but if i don't know her i'm not going to be as buzzing for this matchup as having followed both of you girls for a few years now so it's just that element and also people looking up your records afterwards like knowing someone and going wow she did well against her yeah and i think it's made it interesting now because i don't know if you saw the whole uh stories like what they caught up out and, and beggared and, and things like that did you did you see any of it no i haven't no and it was quite funny like you know what fair play to dakota because dakota's been in the fight game for years hasn't she she knows what to say you know to get to get a good fight and she basically put like the she wants the winner of, of me and megan okay um, obviously you know everybody can have their, their own opinions and say what they want and then there was a bit on it saying like that we've turned down fights before but i just i clarified with dakota it wasn't me that's turned the fight down because i've not been offered it it was actually megan that's turned down a fight with dakota so um but then megan put when i win i'll fight you so that pissed me off actually because don't i i said like i put on my story and i tagged megan i said don't look past me because that's i find that really disrespectful to be honest because i think the worst thing to do is start planning fights before you've had one yeah you think like well that no that's she's a piece of piss i'm going to go through it and then i'm going to fight dakota well now i'm pissed off so now it's going to be very good and i can't wait to actually fight now <laughs> so yeah so there's some beef where there was none before <laughs> yeah basically because i have not got i've not got a problem about i didn't anyway and now i do because like you say there's a difference between confidence and arrogance 
and I could have easily. Do you not think she was trying to come across as confident? I, I don't know. I think it was just the way. Like I was quite polite in my in my response to it. I was just basically like, in the nicest way possible, don't look past me. I said, if you wanted to fight Dakota, you would have, like I did. Um, yeah, I was going to say you fought Dakota at amateur level. Yeah, when nobody um, wanted to. So I was like, if you wanted to fight her, you would have fought her already, because she would have been offered her. You know, and then. Um, yeah. Megan said she only wants to fight on the international scene, which that makes no sense at amateur. Um, and so then, you lost the decision to Dakota, didn't you? Yeah. So would you love to get that fight back? I imagine you'd love to run that back. Yeah, I personally think it's a really good fight to, to run back. You know, I think I just wasn't ready at the time. You know, you can make it as many excuses as you want in the, in the book and nobody's going to give a shit because you still lost. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think that was my third or fourth fight ever. Obviously, the couple's had plenty of, you know, striking uh, professional matches and, and things like that. And I just think... And she fights at Manchester Top Team, right? She's at that gym. I, I, is she there now? I don't know because I, I thought she was at Aspire and just came over during the lockdown because obviously Manchester... Is oh, yeah. Yeah, possibly. She may, she may still... She might be actually fully at Manchester Top Team now. Um, but, yeah, I think at that time I was... I didn't really know that much. Like, I was still fresh in, in amateur scene and... I think I was more worried about her striking being her, you know, her, um, her, her dominant, you know, martial art. Yeah. I just kind of, the, my game plan went out the window. Second round, obviously, was much better. I got, you know, the big takedown and things like that. So it is a fight that I would, I would definitely want again. And I knew it was going to happen. Like, it was it was inevitable that it was eventually going to happen again because, you know, of how There's good... not that many of you at that level. Exactly. There's not that many of us and... Um, it was a good fight anyway like loads of people that's how and I think, a great story now yeah and i think that's how my amateur career kind of got a bit better because everyone was like shit that was a mad fight like oh my god i was there and like people comment on it was like that was a crazy fight so um why not do it again you know it's it's that's what i mean like i'm i'm not bothered. like i'm not scared people are scared and dakota knows people are scared of one like fucking hell you know if i knew people were scared of me i'm gonna i'm gonna play in it as well i'm gonna call everybody out you know yeah. what I mean? so it was it was a fun it was a fun addition to it because now more people are talking about it and like the court even said you know it's publicity for everybody so but i didn't get a reply off megan so that was it didn't carry on but oh, well. oh i'm i'm not only buzzing for this fight now i'm buzzing for <laughs> potential future fights yeah. <laughs> for so. all of you Oh, I love it. Because, like, I mean, there doesn't really seem to be that much shit-talking, like, on the UK scene, really. There'll be the occasional person who's upset someone who's got something to say, but it generally doesn't seem to be much. The thing is, like, I won't start it because, like, I'm kind of... I kind of follow with, with Matt the way he approaches fights. Like, it's a fight. You're going to fight each other. What's the point of, you know, starting shit? But me being where I'm from and like my my kind of personality is I'm not going to let someone take the piss out of me like that yeah. that really got on my nerves when she put that because it was like when I win and I thought don't jump the gun I would never say that just because I just don't want to want to say that I personally think I am going to win obviously but yeah it's it's just putting it out there just mugged me off a little bit I thought I was just thinking no I'm not having that so it's it's exciting I am excited for it 
Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I'm even more excited than I was when I first saw the announcement. I'm excited to see what other matchups get announced. I really do hope that you girls headline the card because, like I said, this fight, the Joe Doyle fight that's going on soon, like that really like shows the level that women's MMA in the UK is at and yeah. oh for me it's so exciting to see all of you coming through and just I can't I can't wait to see how much you've improved because you were so good already and it's it's just oh I'm buzzing for it it's exciting and it like you say it's exciting to see further matchups as well you know like um obviously me and Joe would never fight because we're actually from the same gym now like she's SBG so we don't we yeah. don't you know people but I'm really excited to see, to see that fight obviously that's a good matchup as well um really good with Sirich, so you know even for me as well like I think that's a cool fight you know how do you see that fight going I think Joe would probably end up subbing her to be honest um I think she's she's gonna probably get it to the ground and she's gonna grind her out from there Joe's got a really good ground game so I think, um, and you know, she's not she's not a bad striker either. I think people know her more for for her grappling. Mm. Um, and I think Isavana, she's quite striking heavy. Is that is, is she? I, I can't, Definitely, her last fight was more striking. Yeah. So yeah, but that's a really good matchup. Like I say, it can, these type of fights are great. You know, they can go either way, and that's the best type of fight. If you've got fights where you go, oh, they're easily going to win, then it's just it's not it's not good, is it? Like. It's it's good to see that the UK, you know, the females are taking these these good fights and they're, they're going to put good show, you know, good fights in for the shows. And then, like you say, the potential matchups are all there. So all these, like, I think the bigger the bigger promotions should have their eyes on these because they keep flying in all the Europeans and they're not using the, the UK girls that they've got. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I think I think they're probably used to people not wanting to fight each other. Like, um, so. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a shout out to the promoters to to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. But it's like Cage Warriors. I don't think they've had a fight since Corey's Corey McKenna's last fight, and that was like 2019 or something. See, I absolutely love watching Cage Warriors, and I think the matchmaking is wonderful. But there are not enough women, and before Corey, like I know you you fought on one Cage Warriors card. Uh, <laughs> I fought on the, the these academies as well, didn't it? So I fought on Cage Warriors Academy for my debut. And yeah. then Warriors won one eight or something in Birmingham. So they've they've had amateurs on, but they've not they've not put any pro um females on for a long time. Yeah, know. so we we had Corey and before that there was Molly, but it would be brilliant to to have more women coming through on Cage Warriors and yeah. you know, everyone they've had on there's been successful with a Exactly. That's why it me because I think that surely, like, they want the next generation, you know, to go to the UFC as well. Obviously, not yet because we're very, very new, you know, with debutants, but you want, you know, this is where it's going to happen, isn't it? These people, these young fighters coming through now are going to be the ones that eventually, you know, go into the UFC. So, you know, it, yeah. they want to. Maybe it's something in the pipeline, or maybe they just haven't got the right fights, like you say. So, hopefully, yeah. we can drum up some some excitement and get get those good matches going. Yeah, well, I think they did find them hard to match, which like might be another reason for it. But whatever it is, they need to overcome that hurdle and definitely get more women on the card going forward. But uh, 
Yeah, I just want to wish you all the very best for the rest of your camp, Levi. I'm so, so excited to see you back in there. I'm delighted that you will just fight anyone and that we've got such an exciting matchup. Um, I can't wait to see you back in there showing us everything that you've learned. <laughs> I can't wait, actually. It'll be it'll be really good. And I hope everybody either's there or, uh, or streaming it at least so we can put on a good show. Definitely. Um, do you want to shout out any sponsors or anything before we go? Yeah, well, just all the usual usual guys, obviously CBD Life, um, George Holland, Total Sports Rehab, um, CH Productions, Hard Life, Fightwear, you know, everybody, we all know, Excess Guard as well. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys. Obviously, they've supported me throughout the, you know, the whole of lockdown as well. So it's exciting to put you know, put their name out there as well when they eventually fight again. So, yeah. Hard Life sent me a, uh, a T-shirt as well. It was good stuff. I really like them. I've, actually, I've got the shorts on right now because I'm after this, I'm heading off to training. So, yeah, they got some, they got some really good stuff. So, yeah. And I wanted to ask you what you're going to be fighting in because you, you've got your Croatian fight shorts that I've seen. Like, what are you going to be wearing in there? I'll be wearing that. Um, and I think... I just wanted to clarify, let everybody know, like, I'm not Croatian. That's not what it is. It's, it's kind of paying homage to Crow uh, Cop. Yeah. So it's the deadly left left kick that he's got. So, because uh, I'm a southpaw as well. So I just love that, you know, his left leg cemetery um, quote that he says. Yeah. So, but I want, I want a bit of a, you know, a, a little special tribute to, to old Crow Cop there. Hopefully, I love this. Hopefully get that type of Crow Cop highlight finish as well. That'd be nice. Imagine getting a Croatian following off the back of that, just people who love seeing you fight in their flag. That'd be amazing. I, I want to go to Croatia as well. It'd be cool to fight over there if they do have fights. So that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool as well. Amazing. Levi, you take care of yourself. Make sure that you make it fit and healthy all the way to the 31st of July. I'll try. I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for chatting to me. Take care. No problem. Bye.